Pediatric Junkies. Welcome back to another episode of the SNAP Podcast. My name is Natalie Miller and I'll be your host for this episode. This is our first of many episodes within a series all about leadership. Josie and I wanted to highlight a little bit about leadership at different levels and bring on some leaders who we know throughout the APTA and outside the APTA who take on leadership roles in multiple different realms. As part of this season, we will also be hosting small book club episodes where Josie and I will discuss our thoughts on different leadership and self-development type books regarding confidence and other skills that are important for leadership. Today we have the American Physical Therapy Association's Academy of Pediatrics President, Cindy Miles. This episode will be a little bit informal as we wanted to bring Cindy on in order for her to share her journey into becoming a leader and also her wisdom on what leadership is to her. In this episode, Cindy gives a wonderful introduction of who she is and what she's doing, so I'm going to let Cindy introduce herself. Welcome back to another episode, everyone. Today we're um, with Cindy Miles, the president of the Academy of Pediatrics, PT, as part of the American Physical Therapy Association. And uh, Cindy, you're actually our first repeat guest on this podcast. So we had you um, back in 2019 when this all started talking about advocacy. And um, I mean, what better person to have as our first repeat guest, but the president of the Academy. So welcome back and thanks for being here. Thank you, Natalie. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun to be here. So for um, those who maybe don't know you or uh, don't know all the different hats that you wear, can you kind of give us a little summary of um, what you're doing now? And uh, like I said, all those hats you wear, because you're everywhere now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. So I'm actually starting my last year of my second term as president. So I came in in 2017 and I uh, was reelected then and, um, and at, right when the pandemic got started in Denver, um, <laughs> sort of my second term. So this is my last year. Uh, so um, I, I've really enjoyed this ride. So I'm um, hoping to accomplish a lot in my last year. And then I'm also, when I was the treasurer for a, probably back in 2008 and somewhere through there, I guess I should remember those dates, but I made the suggestion to start the annual conference. So then we started, well, back then we called it SOPAC, so Section on Pediatrics Annual Conference. And then we've changed it to APTEC when the sections went away, not realizing that APTA was going to always use sections as sections. I probably would have kept that acronym, but <laughs> now we're kind of just calling ourselves the APTA Pediatrics Annual Conference. So we're going into our 13th year. And so I've, I've been the chair of that all along. And um, so excited to move that forward and pass that torch on soon, so too as well. And and then I, I work, I had a private practice through 2018 and I sold that private practice. It's all pediatrics, PT, OT, and speech. And I sold that to a hospital in 2018. So now I'm the director of pediatric physical therapy or pediatric therapies um, at that the hospital. Awesome. Well, thank you. So like I kind of told you before this podcast started this season for um, the SNAP podcast, we're working on getting all the information out about leadership, um, starting up top and going down to the bottom and telling our students and new professionals what leadership looks like and how to get involved and trying to inspire some of our listeners um, to get involved with leadership as well. So Cindy, to start us off, can you give us a little bit about your journey, you growing as a leader between you beginning as a PT and then where you are now as the president? So it's a a little bit of a pathway. 
So I was, I started at a hospital for my first year out of school, but I didn't know if I was interested in peds and sports or both. And I had the opportunity to do both at this particular hospital. And uh, I left there and I went to United Cerebral Palsy and I just figured I would just stay in UCP forever and be a staff PT and be quite happy. I love my job and administration changed and I became what called, what um, I think of as Norma Ray, which most of you are too young to know who she was, but Sally Fields, again, most of you are too young to know who she is, <laughs> <laughs> but she played Norma Ray who pretty much, you know, gathered workers and fought for them. And there was something going on with individuals within UCP that were not being treated as fairly as I thought they should be. And I went into the director and made a little statement and I was told, <laughs> you have to remember you are here for us. And I stood up and said, no, ma'am, I'm here for the children. And two weeks from now, I'm no longer here and walked out and said, went home and said, I'm husband, well, I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly started my private practice. People kept coming to me and said, what are you going to do? And you know, so I started my private practice, not even thinking about that I'd ever would do that. It wasn't a, a thought in school at all. And it kind of just um, evolved. I took on contracts with a little school, uh, preschool, and then I would see people in their home and some people came to my home. And at one point, my husband said, I think you need to build a, a building or you're going to burn out. Um, so we did that. We bought some land and we built a building and made it look like a little house. And <clears throat> and I started a private practice, never thinking that you'd even be hiring people. And now we have 30 individuals at our practice. We do physical awesome. occupational speech therapy and we work with individuals through early intervention through young adults. They come back into their 40s. In fact, I just got a, uh, one of the young men that I went to his wedding, worked with him since he's four, and I keep getting pictures from grandma, his mom, Aww. <laughs> his little baby. So it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful pathway that I've really enjoyed. And, and then um, I went to CSM for the first time to take my boards. At the time, you had to take your, your boards at CSM. So I actually went to San Antonio in 1992 and took the boards. I remember one, I think one of the last individuals that were taking them at CSM, but it hooked me on CSM and I started to go and I saw that they were starting a pediatric sports uh, special interest group, the first one for the academy. I went to that and became involved in leadership there and I never looked back. <laughs> That's awesome. And then uh, the rest is history, right? <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> yep. So when did you realize that leadership was important to you? Did you realize it when you were in high school, undergrad, or PT school? Or did you really not know um, how important leadership was to you and to your career until later on? I don't think I knew until later on, until I, even when I was, you know, the, the chair of the, the sports thing, it just didn't, yeah, I didn't think of myself as a leader, um, even during my practice, because back then, pediatric therapists didn't go into private practice. And I remember being in school and all the young men going to the courses on private practice. Like, well, I didn't go into PT school to be in private practice. And <laughs> <laughs> so it took a while for me to gain that confidence. So it was more than likely probably once when I was treasurer. And even then just building the confidence up as, as, you know, and growing as a leader within that role. And I'm sure as you grew, there's were lots of things you would like to change too, because everybody talks about all the success they had in leadership. So there's definitely, it's not a linear, linear line for sure. What's uh, one of like your biggest leadership mistakes that you have made and like, how did you learn from it or what did you learn from it? I think not realizing that I had the leadership skills because I didn't have confidence in myself. So I would, if I look back now, I would you know, say power up miles and you have confidence and 
let's you know tackle this a little bit differently. So I always thought that everybody else knew more than me. And even now, sometimes I'm afraid to get up at that mic and say something because I think, well, that's intuitive. They all know that. And then later on, I think, well, I should have said something. So it's just, so I'm still working on that after all these <laughs> decades, but um, just not even realizing that those leadership those skills were there. Well, one of my, one of my goodest fun associates, and we've been friends since she came as a student and has been with me for over 25 years. And she always would tell people, Cindy has a way. And I would say, well, tell me what my way is. And she said, oh no, because you might hone it even more. And it's like, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I love it. Always growing for sure. For sure. Yep. What are some of your uh, tricks on confidence? Is there something that you try and do like before you uh, give a speech or before you go into a tricky meeting or anything like that? That is like, and my daughter actually told me that, you know, like power up and you put your hands, you know, that one that the, the super women hold. And superhero just, pose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> power up, take a deep breath and tell yourself to power up because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I forget to do it, but you know, most of the time I try. Yeah. If you fake it, you believe it, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you can't fake. That's the thing. <laughs> Some people it. don't realize they can fake confidence. You can easily fake confidence if you oh. can. If you try hard enough, <laughs> I'll learn that. <laughs> so I know we just talked a lot about confidence and how um, that kind of helps grow as a leader. So besides confidence, what skill would you say um, is important in order to be an effective leader, like um, communication or management skills or organizational skills? Because all of those kind of tie into be a leader. But do you think one is one or two is more important than the other? I think the most important is communication skills, just and the ability to communicate and listen, because that's still part of communication and just, you know, listening to individuals and believing them and believing in them and letting them know that, you know, they've got confidence as well. Um, and telling people to trust their instinct, because I think that's what a lot of us forget to do. And a lot of individuals that are following you, they, they might want, just like me, if I'm afraid to say something. So just, you know, that, I think that'll just help to consistently motivate all your associates so that, cause it's part of it. I have always run things like a democracy and cause I want to hear everybody's voice. And, and I think that that's, so if you, if you hone those skills, those communication skills and people learn to trust you. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that, that point you made about like trusting your own voice and using the listening plus the um, actual communicating part of communication skills and being willing to speak out when it needed. I've learned that as a new PT as well, not only for a leadership skill within my own clinic, but to show uh, patients that I'm confident enough in what I'm doing and my bosses to know I'm confident enough in what I'm doing, because all of that kind of takes on a leadership role too, just with you and your patient, I think. I agree. And I think the thing with, uh, with the individuals and families that you work with, if you have that confidence in knowing what you're doing, people always say, I wonder what's going to have them follow the home exercise program. If they learn to, if you have that, if they trust you and they know that you know what you're doing and you have confidence in that, they're going to follow their home exercise program. Definitely. One of the things we're trying to do in this season, along with kind of getting students trying to be involved in leadership is um, we're doing little book club episodes on self-improvement or leadership style books. And um, one of the books that we are currently reading right now is Starts With Why. And it's all about inspiring other people and why leaders inspire and not 
try and convince other people on certain topics. So they inspire those around them to take action or be involved. And that's what really works as a leader. And I, as our a PT working with patients and families, we really have to inspire those like you inspire them, like you said, to get involved with the home exercise program and to be active at no matter what section of PT you're in, whether it's pediatrics or outpatient or inpatient. But um, yeah, that in, just being an inspirational leader is the biggest, biggest part of P, being a PT, I think. I totally agree. Just, I always say you need to empower them. And, and one, the funny thing is I never use the word patient. I have a difficult time with that. So like in pediatrics, I, you know, families, I even struggle with clients, but individuals or, you know, families, when you think about patient, the history of that is it's someone who's taken care of. When I think about where the words, like you said, pediatrics are adults, we're not taking care of them. We're actually make their part of the team and we're all the team. And and we're working together and not taking care of an individual. They shouldn't, we're not going to ever empower them if we consistently call them a patient and think that we're taking care. I don't That's an opinion that I have. And No, that's a great way to phrase it. I've never thought of it that way because, you know, going through PT school and um, starting my career, I've been a PT for about two and a half years now. That's um, basically, yeah, that's, it was always a patient. It was, or a client, it was never, you know, an individual or a family, even though we talk about like the patient centered vocabulary. Yeah. So if it's, like, but if it's patient centered or family centered, individual centered, you know, cause mm-hmm. even with kids, it's family, of course, but even with adults, it's families involved. Everybody wants their mother to get better, their father, their brother. So if we think about it more as just family centered or just individual centered, you know, and I, even the word care, I, I struggle with that. I haven't found a, a better word. Um, just, you know, family-centered you know, teamwork, you know, whatever. Um, people will trust us more. I'm definitely going to start using that. I like that a lot better than client or patient for sure. So since we talked about that little leadership book club that Josie and I are doing, do you have a favorite leadership or self-development book that you have read? Well, I think everybody knows I am a Walt Disney fan. So <laughs> anything that Walt has written, I'm all about because he just, I mean, when I think about what he has done and how he inspired people from, you know, 75 years ago, it's just, it's, it's impactful that on the world. Yeah. So he's, he's my favorite. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why there's Disney magic everywhere. That's right. That's right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I recently started, so I, I'm currently working at an outpatient um, clinic right now. And I'm doing pediatric sports. I'm the one who takes all the pediatrics. Nobody else wants to work with them in this clinic. But um, I snuck on a Disney station to our shuffle for the um, Pandora. And everybody was like, wait, what are we listening to right now? And I was like, you know, people just need a little bit of magic in their life. (laughs) Some of those songs are very impactful. Yeah. I love the songs from Moana. I love, I, I mean, Moana is a great one. You've got in friend of me, Toy Story. Uh, like you, you can't yeah. go wrong with the old or the new now. Exactly. Exactly. I, I hear that the new one in Enchanta, is it? Encanto. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is fantastic. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. yeah. It's a time. great, great movie. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, good. Good. You know, it's on my list. <laughs> I'll move back to some movies. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so we'll, we'll definitely look for some Walt Disney books. That's something we didn't think about, but we'll have to add for sure. For sure. Yeah. His, just his quotes. I always have them in my, my, you know, PowerPoints, but. Love it. Um, do you have any other resources that you would recommend regarding leadership or anything that you found along the way that was really helpful in getting yourself inspired to be a leader or giving you kind of some helpful tips and tricks on leading a team or the academy? I think just following your mentors, like just watching your mentors, like, you know, Jane Sweeney was my graduate program director and just she's been a phenomenal, you know, mentor. I think, yeah, just following like Lois Bly has been my mentor all along. And, and then watching Sharon Dunn, like being under, I I've been so grateful to have been able to serve under her. It's just phenomenal to me. So I, I think watching and just learning from other individuals and how well they do, you know, the successful ones, the ones that do it correctly, I think. Or yeah. My- I agree. And being a leader doesn't mean recreating the entire wheel. Um, <laughs> follow what you know and what you see and make it your own as you can. But in, if it worked in the first place, it's going to work for you. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I've been very fortunate to have lots of, you know, just good mentorship to, to watch and learn. Well, I know you've inspired a lot of us on the snap board and in the pediatric community too. So we're, we're very lucky to be serving with you and being under you and watching you, everything that you've done with the Academy to pediatrics as well. So you're well, all of our kind of our mentor. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, before we uh, wrap this up, um, what is a piece of advice regarding leadership that you would give to a student PT or a new professional who's maybe not quite ready to be a leader, but wants to kind of dip their toe into it? I would, I think the biggest thing, have confidence in yourself, trust your instincts, you know, know that you can do it. You know, I mean, I remember graduating thinking, who's going to pay me to do this job? And not having enough confidence in myself, I think the more confidence I would have had, I probably, and uh, one of the things that Jane told me, um, and it stuck with me is that I'm a risk taker. And I hadn't really even thought about that, but you've got to be able to have that, get rid of the fear, take that risk. Because sometimes that's hard. Definitely. You put yourself out there. I know I'm still sometimes don't stand up at the mic and say something when it's in my, I think, well, why didn't I say that? I should have said that, but <laughs> put yourself out there. You know, it's, that's hard to do. And we all, we build it, you know, as we go. Definitely a skill to learn. I mean that, and that's how I think of leadership too. It's all a skill that you learn and confidence that you grow. And the more you do, the more you learn and the more you just want to do it more sometimes. Right. But then again, always be like adaptable. When we think about, you know, we learn with our babies, variability and adaptability and, you know, be adaptable and nimble. So you can take a deep breath and said, yeah, you know, listen to that and, and make a change. So, there's that's so a, much yeah, that's a good piece of advice as well. Thank you for those. Sure. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us again. Like I said, this is kind of going to be a little informal and quick podcast, but we, we wanted to get to know you a little bit better and we're going to, our next episode will be um, with a member of the APTA board as well. So we are very, very excited for that. We've got wonderful board members. We're very, very yes. lucky. The leadership yes. we have right now. And I'm excited for Roger to be president and Susan Apley taking over as vice president. Um, and then Ken Nixon Cave, one of our own pediatric therapists, is on the directors now. So um, we're yes. very fortunate. Yep. Oh my gosh, we have a great board. I'm looking forward to seeing everything they do now. 
It's yeah. You, I mean, I go, I've tr been trying to go to all the board meetings whenever I can since I'm president. I, for one, I want pediatrics to be there and be understanding what's going on. And, and it's been great. So I've learned so much. Well, that's awesome. I mean, it's a, it's a process learning everything. I'm still trying to figure out all the different levels of um, the APTA myself and trying yeah, to keep up with all the changes. Understood the <laughs> governance of it. So we're actually working on putting together something because I don't, that's not something we learned in school. It took me a long time to understand the whole governance of APTA. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, well, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and your evening and joining us on this podcast. We love hearing from you and I'm sure we'll uh, find some other way to get you back on soon. <laughs> right, thanks, Natalie. Take care. Well, I don't know about any of you, but I always enjoy having Cindy on our podcast and learning more from her. She's said one of our biggest role models and just somebody that everybody can look up to. Like I said in the introduction, we are doing some book club episodes, so look out for our first one, all about the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Till next time, friends.